This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. We did it. We have arrived. It is great to be here. Uh, Success. Success. A new episode of Short-Term Rental Management. It is a wonderful day. Got a great co-host. Uh, but before we dive in, uh, a note, a word from this week's sponsor, which I'm pretty sure is probably the same as last week's sponsor, but uh, here we go. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. 30-year fixed mortgages, tax benefits, and long-distance management training made easy are just a few of the perks of owning a short-term rental. The Short-Term Shop can help you buy and learn how to manage your property from anywhere in the world. Just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected. Again, that's theshorttermshop.com, and we are brokered by EXP. See y'all over there. All right, triumphant we are. It is uh, great to be alive. It is a good day for a good day. Short-term rental management. Uh, life is good. Uh, and I got uh, my good buddy Tim here coming to hang out, co-host, uh, repeat offender, if you will, short-term rental management. Uh, Tim, I had a, I got a story for you. So I, I'm, a, I'm purchasing a home, and uh, it's a little out of my wheelhouse, and I called to uh, get some insurance on the property. And um, the it's in a teeny tiny little town, and so there's three insurance guys in town, uh, two of which are State Farm. And I called the one State Farm guy. He had the most reviews, and they said, no, sorry, we can't do that home uh, because it was a farm or something. And they said, we don't do farms. And I'm like, your name is State Farm. <laughs> Uh, and so you get the uh, farm in the first place. You need a farm bureau, I think. Farm maybe. bureau, yeah. possibly. But anyway, so funny thing is, as soon as I got off the phone with them, I got the email with the invoice from the seller of the actual current uh, insurance policy. And you're never going to believe it. It's from the other State Farm guy in this little teeny tiny town that has a Taco Bell and a Walmart and nothing else. Um, so, you know, I mean, it just goes to show you it's all about wheelhouse. I don't even know why they didn't want want the policy. Maybe they saw the policy in the system and said, you know what, we can't do this and didn't want to tell me the truth because there's some of that, uh, you know. Well, maybe I, maybe, I, it's a, maybe it's a person that just knows what they're good at, and that wasn't their, exactly what you said, wheelhouse, you know. I mean, you know, being an insurance agent is kind of, a, kind of like being a real estate agent. Uh, I'm a real estate agent, and if somebody calls me up to uh, buy uh, their primary house, I'm probably going to tell them they should talk to somebody else, even though my title says real estate agent, you know. Could yeah, be something I just like found- that. I just found it interesting because, well, I, the truth is, is they sat me through 35 minutes worth of asking me questions and, uh, you know, uh, f- driver's license numbers and everything else, uh, every which way but loose, to finally get to the point because they were just going reading a script, you know, like reading whatever's on their scroll. I mean, we need this, 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 and this, and this. And, and then they finally Google the address and, uh, wait a minute, this is not, you know, perfectly going to fit in our little box here. Meanwhile, it actually did fit in their perfect little box because the guy down the street has the same damn coverage. Um, and, uh, you know, it just goes to show you, don't take no for an answer. You just got to keep going. Um, and that one, that one could have hung me up, really. Maybe not me, but a new. Yeah, that is, that is the key. I mean, and you, you just got to nail that down the head, you know. I mean, if you call State Farm and they don't, and they say no, that doesn't even mean no for the same company. Yeah, for the same company, the for the same house, for the same policy. Um, and right. it's just, you just never know, you know? And so if you make one phone call and you get defeated, 
Yeah, you didn't try hard enough. You know, it's pretty much as banks, simple as banks that. Banks are the same way. Banks? You can call the same bank and talk to different people and have uh, drastically different answers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, on the same house. Um, so, you know, speaking of, let's catch up with you real quick. You're a real estate agent for the short-term shop, happy to sell uh, short-term rentals in the Smoky Mountains. If anybody wants to get a hold of Tim, uh, just email us, agents at the shorttermshop.com. He's easy to find. Uh, but uh, uh, you're working on a rehab right now, which I think you're sitting in. So give me an update there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting in the basement right now. This is actually a, uh, it's a garage at a cabin. So it's a detached garage that came with one of the original cabins we bought. And it's been sitting here empty and it's got a beautiful upstairs that was just bare. And uh, so we're basically making it uh, ADU. Uh, so it's going to be like a studio could be another rental. We're actually going to live in this one for a couple of years, I think. But, uh, uh, you know, long term, it's going to put a big value out on the property and uh, potentially be another short term rental. Uh, well, let's right talk about in- this one today. So, I mean, let's let's get into the nuts and bolts of what has now become an ADU of a rental, uh, not not of your primary home. Um, so how long have you owned the to- the whole property? Um, Probably two or three years. I don't remember okay. exactly when we bought this one. It was two or three years ago. And what is it? Um, and we I'm bought just it. Interview about this thing. Uh, interview, interview. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the property it's it's right in Words Valley, which you're very familiar with. Uh, it's right in the heart of uh, what I consider prime, prime Smoky Mountain real estate. And uh, when we bought the place, it was a good deal, but it wasn't a screaming deal. But it had this, and it was just kind of one of them things. We're like, eh, that's uh, down the road. We can do something with it. And uh, uh, so the the cabin is a. It was sold as a three three. And, uh, but it was another, it was weird too. It actually had three living rooms when we bought it. It had, uh, uh, one main living room and then it had like, uh, two living rooms downstairs and the second living room downstairs just actually happened to hit the the mold of a bedroom perfectly. (laughs) So we kind of decided we don't need three living rooms and we ditched the one and we we made it a bedroom. It had a window and a door and everything that you need, you know, going outside and all that. So, uh, so now it's a four, three. So that increased revenue a bunch when we, when we made that move. And then, then, then uh, we just we've been doing other projects, and this has been I don't know it's prime for this year. We kind of looked at our year this year. And we're like, let's let's finish that off. And uh, we've been uh, anybody that might know us or follow along, we we've been living in an RV for three years. <laughs> so uh, when we started this journey and moved to Tennessee, we've been well actually before Tennessee, but we moved into an RV and uh, uh, just decided to uh, make somewhere where we could live for a little while and. Uh, have an office. So I'm actually in the, there's a bay in the garage downstairs. That's got an air conditioner. Uh, it's got like a P tack in here, like a, like a hotel. And uh, this is actually going to get after the upstairs is done, this is going to get rehabbed and this is going to be an office down here. And there's going to be another bathroom down here. So anyway, uh, projects come along though. We're moving in probably next week. All right. Ne- what are you doing the week. motor home? Uh, for now we're going to sell it. And okay. uh, we thought about keeping it and it's, it's one of those things where like we do intend to travel still. Uh, but honestly it's bigger than what we necessarily want to travel. And it's fantastic to live in, but uh, if we get another one for traveling, we're going to get a smaller one. So we're going to sell it for now, take a year off of having an RV and uh, then decide what our next move is then. <laughs> so why, why the way think- we roll, we'll probably buy a big one and move into it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it had three living spaces? Was that an accident or uh, was it, was it rehabbed before you bought it at one point or it, it was built that way? Yeah, it was, I don't know. The downstairs was kind of chopped up and I, I don't quite know what their th- thinking was there to be honest. Cause it, I mean, to me it was, it was a bedroom, but when we bought it, it had a, it was like a game room. They had a, 
like a cheese ball couch and a, a gaming like a, a arcade game and there's a the cheese TV. ball couch and uh, well it's just one of those cheap like a two-person uh like a not a gaming one but like a two-person like a uh, love seat but like had a like armrest in the middle uh with cup holders and you know they reclined and stuff okay uh, it just it wasn't a living room that meant so the, it was a living room but it was only really set up to seat two people you know and uh we had it like that for probably a year that was the way it was when we bought it and then it wasn't quite where we wanted it revenue wise so we ditched all that and uh put bunk beds in there and uh we it that gained us like almost 30 grand in revenue so for a set um, of bunk beds well for making it is it's queen over queen bunk so it went from sleeping eight to 12 and uh uh yeah it made a big difference. Well, I just so. put some bunk beds in my house. It's not down, that's right down the street from that one. So maybe that'll help me a, a little bit. But, uh, you know, if we decide to move along from uh, living in this uh, garage, it'll rent really well, too. I mean, places like this rent like crazy here. So, oh, your garage. Well, let's go back to the main house. You, when you bought that, you, you you had a vision, right? Like, did you walk into it saying, okay, this will work, but it does need some tweaks? Or did you walk into it at all? Yeah. Well, we, it, we did it off a of video. We didn't live here then. And actually, I was not an agent here when we bought that. And, uh, yeah, that was actually a picture of perfect. Avery talks about this a lot by the ugly house. And uh, that house had fantastic <laughs> bones, but it had horrible pictures. And it was like beyond decorated horribly. Like it literally had like a 27 inch tube TV. It's got this beautiful, like couldn't be a more perfect Smoky Mountain living room, you know, with a big fireplace that goes, the, the, it goes all the way up to the peak. You know, it's like a cathedral ceiling and all that. And they didn't have a TV up there. They had the TV like in a literally like a cabinet from the eighties in the corner with, and, and then they had all the furniture scrunched in the middle of the room. They had dressers around like the perimeter and they had quilts hanging everywhere. And like every inch of wall was covered with knickknacks. And so, yeah, we actually saw the video and we're like, man, this, this, this is like, right. It sat on the market for quite a while and nobody was biting on it. And, uh, uh, we bought it and like filled a dumpster of just got all the junk out of here. And we actually, the furniture was actually nice, but it was so covered up. You couldn't even like see it. And, uh, we actually reused it all or almost all of it. And, uh, uh, we put a lot of new, so we put new beds and stuff like that. And it had all queen beds. That was another thing when we bought it, it had all Queens and we we're like, man, we can put queen, king beds in here, clean this place out, redecorate it. And that, that's, so that's what we did. Now you're a garage guy and this thing's got quite the garage. <laughs> uh, did you, I mean, what, cause if it's me and I see something like that, I'm in, you know, and then it's just, it's almost a matter of trying to talk the wife into it. Um, how much of it was, uh, you know, just being in love with garages or personal even, uh, you know, well, that, that you're right. That definitely, that's a soft spot for me. You find me, uh, you can show me a 300 square foot house and if it's got a six car garage, I'm in, you know? Oh yeah, uh, me too. But, uh, the footprint of this garage is, believe it or not, it's bigger than that cabin. Uh, but no, we, the garage was definitely attractive. And at the time we weren't living here and this was property number three, I think in the smoky. So we were kind of like, well, you know, we're at the point where it's nice to have somewhere to store Christmas trees and stuff like that. So, uh, that's all we used the garage for really was just kind of storage, um, up until now. And, uh, and it's a massive garage. Like you said, it's actually, this garage has got a basement to it. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, anybody ever so ask about uh, the garage or say, Hey, is, uh, you know what I mean? Like, did you, did you just let them know that it's, it's not being used or were they worried about people being in it or, th or something? You know, your, your we have it, yeah. So we have it. We, when we started like doing the work, really, we put in the messages that there's uh, a shared driveway with another residence. 
and we just wrote it because actually a lot of people like our friends that have come here like oh we thought that was a second house you know because it looks it looks kind of like a house it looks like a, a house garage uh when you pull up and, and it's big you know it's not like it's a in, insignificant structure and uh, it's a little ways away from the house you know it's but it does look like it could be a shared driveway um long long term we're actually going to put a second driveway to the house uh it's kind of hard to explain over a podcast but we're going to put a second driveway in and it's basically the front yard right now it's like an exposed basement house and you have to drive around kind of so the guests kind of park and then when the guests get out of their car the first thing they got to do is walk upstairs uh and i hate that for them so we're going to put a second driveway in the front yard it'll be actually super convenient for them they'll pull off the road into the driveway and they'll walk right in the front door then and it'll be a lot nicer for them and then that'll really then actually long term we're actually painting the two structures a little different color we're going to leave one uh, light gray and do one like a slate darker slate color and uh different roofs and stuff so it's going to really look like two different things when we're done so Will it eventually become a rental, the new garage, or uh, you don't have play? I mean, again, you're sort of a free thinking, uh, kind of free willing kind of guy. Yeah, you, you I'd know. say we're we're doing the build out like it will. You know, we're we're instead of doing it like exactly the way we would want, like our forever home, we're building it like a prime rental. <laughs> you know, and uh, which we like to. You know, that's style we like. Uh, but we're uh, you know, it's all tongue and groove and all wood and all you know. It's going to be all like a perfect Smoky Mountain rental, you know, so it, it's going to. Yes, I, I say yes. At some point, it'll be a rental. I, I don't know if that's two years away or 10 years away, you know, but it's uh, <laughs> definitely getting built out thinking that through. So. Well, you're getting to the point now where it seems like every time I see you on Zoom, you have a different um, uh, remodel uh, situation going on behind you. <laughs> so, you know, you almost have this like, uh, oh, this guy's just crazy. All he does, all he ever does is work on houses. And, uh, you know, like if it was somebody who wasn't in real estate, they probably wouldn't even, they would just think you were some kind of half homeless nut, you know. Uh, but I know <laughs> what, what the truth is. And and the thing is, is that you're working your ass off in these houses. And then by the time you're done with it, you kind of move on to the next one. And you do that enough times. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah, find yourself just, living in a damn mansion. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The last one we did, we called the uh, Moonshine Mansion. It was the last one we just got done with. And it, that was a big one. Um, you know, I, I guess a lot of people don't know, but I, my background, I did 16 years in construction and construction management and stuff. So, I'm pretty well uh, uh, versed with a hammer, if you will, and uh, kind of a jack of all trades kind of guy. And uh, uh, and then, you know, I have a pretty strong business background, too. So I enjoy it. To me, you know, I was in corporate America for 10, 15 years after the construction world. And uh, it's a nice uh, homecoming to uh, swing and hammers. And I have fun with it. And it's it's a good mix of stuff. Um, so, uh, but anyway, yeah, back to what you said. It's the value adds real. I mean, it's uh, the last place we did, you know. We kind of did the classic. We bought it for X amount and put a little money into it. And it's worth a lot more now. And it's a, uh, the place is rocking the, the big one. The it's a six bedroom we did last year. So. And, and the, and the, the main home next door, how much work was involved there and how much time did it take? You know, really when we bought it, you know, it's it phases, uh, not a lot of work really. I mean, honestly, we haven't changed any of the bones. It, it was like, uh, I mean, you've done it. You've done a, a setup party, you know, where you where yeah. you pack your truck full of crap and you drive across the country and, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you, you work nonstop for three days. And that's what it was the initial. That was the initial, like, at that point, we had uh, uh, some infrastructure here, you know, as far as cleaners and junk people we could call. So, like, we 
called them ahead of time. Say, hey, we're coming this weekend. We need you to continually empty the front porch. And that's what we did. We showed up. We showed up like after work and like went right to work. Like we drove here four hours and started throwing crap outside. And by morning time, the deck was heaping with junk and cleaners and handy. They showed up and started hauling stuff away and we just kept going. And by the end of that weekend, it was renting as a 3-3. And then, I don't know, it probably went like that for like a year or so. And then when we moved here, it was kind of when we decided to make it a the four three and that was easy i mean that was just a simple i mean like carry that couch outside and put it in the garage and uh and uh, you know called the called the bunk bed place up and have them bring some bunk beds and set them up you know so that was uh that was pretty easy um so there hasn't really been any kind of like backbreaking you know we've changed out the beds you know and that was again just we've usually just call people to do that uh here it's so easy to you know you can call any furniture store here and they'll come switch out a bed for you uh and uh uh so yeah and then it, it's still got some little stuff we're gonna do you know i mean the the bathrooms are on our list for this winter for that place um so we're gonna and it's but it's simple it's it's countertops and stuff you know it doesn't need anything hardcore it just needs just needs freshened up new countertops new sinks you know just little stuff and then uh uh, appliances it's still it's still got you're gonna yell at me for this i still got a white refrigerator in there <laughs> so uh uh that's gonna get ditched here shortly um and uh actually we're getting appliances for the upstairs here in the same swoop we're gonna get new appliances for there and then the white refrigerator is gonna go in my office here <laughs> so uh yeah uh, we don't want white appliances if it's if it if they can if the guests can touch it it needs to be nice uh otherwise you're going to yeah. get yourself in trouble now that being said hey you get there's different situations where that's totally fine like if you can't afford a new fridge totally get that or if you're super busy and uh, don't really want to deal with it right now and you can get to it later you know but at some point well, you probably want to have a nice i know it's one of those things that's hurting us a little bit you know and uh we're we're going to fix it. We've been doing other stuff. We have, we've been doing some massive projects on our cabins and this one is renting pretty well. So it was one of those things where, yeah, we'd lo- always like more revenue, but it's been cranking right along. So we didn't just didn't mess with it last year. Yeah. I'd say it's a very little bit. I don't think it's, it's, it's a huge thing. I mean, honestly, th- to me, the bigger part there is that it, it's a white fridge, meaning it probably came with the property and it's used and Lord knows how used it is. And so, um, when I see those white fridges in the Smokies, I'm like, that fridge is old and gross and it's not going to get as good reviews uh, because uh, it seems like every single thing out there until like three years ago was white everything. And uh, Yeah, this one was actually new when we bought it. And uh, so it's not gross, but it is, I don't know, I'm not a fan of white fridges in general. Uh, I don't really like them anywhere, but uh, uh, it's it just is what it is. It, it'll get changed here in the next couple months. So how much? So it sounds to me like the main house was pretty typical. Just set it set it up. You know, the whole cabin party and yep. get it rocking. Not not a big not not a huge heavy lift. Yeah, no, nothing nothing big there. So okay, but the ADU, uh, also known as the garage, walk me through what it looked like before. Um, and uh, well, start with that. Let's start with the before. Yeah, so the guy I bought it from had done a little pre-planning too. Um, he was a pretty handy dude. He actually owned a plumbing company. So, and again, I kind of saw this when we bought it. I didn't kind of see it. We very much saw it as opportunity when we bought it. So this thing already had power ran out to it, and it already was had a pipe stuck through the floor that was hooked to the septic tank. That's it. it. It didn't have any, it didn't have any, you know, no plumbing ran, no electrical ran. Where was it? Ran. You make it sound like it's in the middle of the damn house. Where was the pipe? Yeah. Uh, 
the pipe right along a wall is yeah is where it's supposed to be yeah exactly where it should be it's so a it four was like inch pvc up. clean out yep yep sticking out through the wall with cap on it and uh so that was there and the electrical panel was there and the wires were ran from the house to the garage and there were some bait you know the, the garage has outlets and a light switch so if you're you drunk know, so and very, didn't want to go all the way outside you could just utilize that uh, pipe sticking out of the ground if you wanted sure. to sure <laughs> yeah you could just you could just feed on the pipe if you like and uh <laughs> not saying it's been done you know uh i mean it is a construction site let's be real oh uh, lord here we go <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was the first thing I did was put a toilet in. Uh, anyway, uh, so for a while I had a toilet sitting in the middle of the room. That's awkward, you know. Uh, but uh, so anyway, uh, it was like the there was no water, but he had ran. He had again when he poured the concrete and everything. It's got a nice concrete driveway, and it's you know it's, this isn't got a basement, which is odd for a garage. But it's like he, the basement's not the whole size of the garage is basically like a 10 foot by 40 foot strip under the garage uh, along one wall and uh he had roughed in pipes uh copper pipes in the concrete uh basically he had it set up to put a hot water heater down in that in that basement and then had the pipes kind of roughed into the main floor and uh so anyway i had to dig a trench from the house to the garage to supply water to it and uh and then put a hot water heater down there and actually he even had a like conduit poured in the concrete going from the where the panel is electrical panel to down that basement so you could run a wire for the hot water heater it was pretty well thought through um so it wasn't you know it's been a lot of work but don't get me wrong no we had to completely wire and plumb and you know it's like building a house upstairs it was bare you know there was there was a floor a plywood floor and that was it and uh so no walls no plumbing no electrical upstairs at all um so you know did all that Okay, so how did we come up with the design it. for the upstairs? Uh, what, where did you, you know, did you sit down with a napkin or? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, I'm a graph paper guy when it comes to that. I, I've got a big old pad of graph paper. Uh, you know me a little bit. I'm obsessive, and when I get thinking about craft, I like to, just like you with your yellow tablet. I'm sure it's sitting there right in front of you. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the way I am with floor plans. <laughs> I love drawing a floor plan. So I did that every place we do. I kind of. I don't know. I learned a long time ago that don't be afraid of ripping out walls because like they're easy, you know, the floor plan you got, you don't want to compromise on a floor plan because it screws up the whole thing. So I like to just, what's the outside dimensions and start drawing from there and I'll draw it four or five. And then usually I show it to my wife and uh, she's not great at looking at that, like a piece of paper with lines on it and really getting what it's going to look like. But she kind of gets it and uh, she's really good. Like once the walls are up. So kind of what we do is we start there. Once we kind of agree on a piece of paper, <laughs> then, uh, then I tape it off. I literally just go up there masking tape and tape off. You know, this is where the bed's going to be. This is where the bathroom wall is going to be. And I'll like hold shit up for it. So she can kind of, uh, you know, I'll hold up a piece of plywood and say, imagine this is a wall, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then, you know, we tweak it a little bit or whatever if we have to and go to town. How many rehabs of this uh, capacity have would you say you have under your belt? Um, you know, it's weird because again, I worked construction for 16 years, so I did tons of massive stuff back in those days, but they weren't really how I mean, I was doing factories and big, you know, foundries and huge stuff. You know, you had to do a crane to use a crane to do anything. And I've done hundreds and hundreds of stuff like that, but actual houses not really that many to this capacity, maybe I don't know, four. Like I worked on race cars for 16 years. Yeah, I mean that's it too. I, I you know, I've, I've that that whole world. I've built a lot of, I mean, like, hundred and some cars. You know, yeah. so uh, uh, 
built race cars, built, uh, you know, back in those days, I was a fabricator and uh, I was more of a metal working on metal than, uh, than I am, uh, working with wood, you know? So I'm used to, you know, welding a lot more than I am hammering nails, <laughs> but, uh, so uh, it would drive me nuts with the design of the property because I, I would, uh, you know, it's weird because I, I ride a Harley, but at the same time, I'm like super worried that something's going to go wrong with the, like this scenario that you're talking about right now. Like if I was in charge of, and I've been to this space, I did my homework and came and checked it out uh, before we came and talked about it here. But, um, you know, to me, it's a fairly decent size. How many square feet is it? The upstairs? Uh, about 700. Okay. So to me, you got 700 square feet of mistakes that you could make. So I would drive myself insane with where to put the bathroom, where to put the kitchen, where to put and and then make sure that it all flows together. I mean, you remember that rehab I had with that green kitchen with the washer and dryer. Yeah. Um, so uh, how, what was your mental process here? And did you drive yourself nuts and how long did it take? Um, you know, so yeah, I do drive myself nuts, but that's kind of the way I operate. Uh, uh, Again, some of us, I, I guess I can chalk some of it up to experience, um, you know, the mechanicals and stuff. I know enough how things work that, you know, you don't, you can do anything, but you know, to do it effectively, it's always a balance of like, what's the most effective way of doing it, something and what's the most, uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing, you know, cause you want the aesthetic, the aesthetics have to be good, uh, to even live in it, you know, let alone rent it. And, uh, so you want the flow and the aesthetics to be good. And then, you know, the mechanicals. You know, it's kind of hand in hand. I mean, the process, again, it goes back to like that whole graph paper thing. You know, I I had the bathroom in like three different places and I knew the most ideal for where that pipe came through the wall downstairs, you know. But I also wanted to make sure that like I'm not just putting the toilet right there because it's right above that pipe. You know, it's like, you know, it, the whole thing works. But again, it just goes back to drawing it out. And, and how long did it take? I mean, I mean, I had all the floor plans drawn up in like a day. I mean, from start to finish, we're like a month and a half into this thing, and uh, uh, it's going pretty quick. Um, yeah, I'm uh, always we'll concerned be... that, like, you know, you put the whole thing together, and then all of a sudden you you go in there and, and start using it in the in the damn microwave opens the wrong way and bang, bangs into the 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 fridge. And I mean, yeah, there is a lot. Of, there is a lot of planning like that. And again, I I don't know. It's just uh, with having you know going back to being a real estate agent, I walk in a lot of houses, you know, I've walked through hundreds of cabins and I know what works and what doesn't work and what's annoying. You know, I, it always made one of my biggest things with all these cabins up here is I don't know who lays out the electrical, but light switches never make any sense. What, like where the light switches are. Uh, it's like, you got to walk across six rooms to turn the light switch on the room you're in. Right. Not, not that I'm, I'm exaggerating there, but you know, you, I'm sure you've got cabins where the this light switches are like, why, why is that there? You know? And, uh, so I think about all that from the, and then you got to know that, like when you're doing something like this, you know, anytime you put a wall up, you got to think about electrical and plumbing and he's running through that wall. And what makes it, you know, I like where this thing, I said, right when you get the top of the stairs, there's a wall like running kind of this way. And that's the first thing your hand hits that wall. And I got like switches on both sides of it. One's for the bedroom, one's for the, the kitchen and dining room. And, and I, I always lay out all the switches like in order, you know, so that when you're turning things on, it's like down the row, you know, like the closest switch to you is the light closest to you and stuff. I just, I don't know. I got little stuff that I like, uh, for, for the way we live and what we've, you know, again, just been through a lot of houses, I guess. So yeah, sometimes yeah. my houses, the lights, especially in that area are so like miss, like, why did you put this here? Sometimes you almost think, should I put a label on it? Should I get a label maker, the label baby junior or whatever, yeah. and put a label on there. And then I think the answer 
I, again, somebody, somebody out there, somebody's going to criticize me for this. I think the answer is no. I think that cheapens things a little bit. And it's, you know, I mean, if it's something horrible where it's like stepping, over and on, over and over, on. okay, we'll put a label on it. But put a label on the light switches, man. I don't know. That's a little cheesy to me. Uh, you, I'm sorry. You're stepping on my wife's toes. You're stepping on my wife's toes. No, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> She's got labels on her light switches. Oh, she does? <laughs> on some of the cat, not all of them, but we have a couple that are just like weird. Like, like the the dining room light is behind the couch, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, she's got a light switch or labels on some of them that are weird like that. So, are these rentals or in the one you live in? Yeah, no rentals. Yeah, because if you live in it, you get used to it. Here's the problem: these, yeah, rent, yeah. These, these folks come in from Ohio or whatever, and they're half drunk and they're trying to turn the light on, and then they're annoyed with your house. It could be the most beautiful, cleanest house on the planet, and they're trying to turn. They can't figure out a light switch, and then all of a sudden, boom! Your credibility and your your star rating goes down. You know, it, uh, it goes back to the whole upstream thing. These we've actually had people message us that the light doesn't work. And it's because they couldn't find the switch, you know, it's the, broken. This, the light works. Yeah, the, no, the, the light in the kitchen does not come on no matter what. We tried every switch in the house and they tried every switch in the house, except the one that actually turns it on. Which makes me nervous to have <laughs> so, a, a garbage disposal. Cause then they, they flip that one at the wrong time and it's bad for multiple reasons. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. When, when somebody's hands down in there, that's not good. Oh, that's not good. Well, I mean, hopefully that's not happening, but why did you have a, <laughs> do you have garbage disposals in your short terms or no? Uh, no. Yeah, nope. I've got a couple of them that were there already, um, and I left them. But uh, yeah, I prefer not to have them. Yeah, it's I don't know. I I've you know those things are gnarly. You know, I mean, well, it sucks because you're renting. You know, in, in most cases, or at least in our cases, and I know in your case, in my case, we're renting a pretty nice house. You know, and it's not like you know some eight hundred dollar a month long term rental which is great too. You got to make those nice too. You know, I didn't mean to give that impression, but you know, if you're renting this thing for maybe half of that a night, you know, 400 bucks a night, you know, I, if I'm on vacation, I kind of expect to be, to have a damn garbage disposal, but at the same time, it's such a massive liability. You know, um, I just, people are just dumb. So anyway, um, knock on wood, please, everybody, uh, please be safe with these garbage disposals. Take them seriously. They are dangerous. Um, anyway, uh, so how did we find folks to help you with this thing and how much of it are you, are you doing yourself? Um, so, uh, this, let me just back up this one. I'm doing mostly by myself. Uh, I've hired, uh, uh, some people to help. Uh, honestly, it's, uh, I mean, the most help I've had is from my, uh, one of my buddy's kids and you know, he's 19 years old and, uh, and that's kind of what they're doing. They're doing a little little handyman operation. And uh, so I've just hired him to be second set of hands. And actually, he's, he's doing pretty awesome. He's kicking butt on this thing. So, um, but as far as like some of the other ones, you know, it's kind of the networking thing. You know, you you, you meet people and uh, uh, living here definitely has, living here and being an agent has a little bit of an advantage with that, you know, because I've talked to a lot of people and run into a lot of people and, uh, uh, you know, I've become a local. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and, you know, local Facebook groups and, uh I've actually, I mean, it's going to sound funny, but I've hired people from the parking lot of Lowe's for early in the morning. <laughs> you know, uh, I always say that's the best way to find a contractor, no matter where you are, is uh, uh, go sit in Lowe's or Home Depot parking lot at six o'clock in the morning. And the guys that are guys and gals that are showing up there that time of day, those are the ones you want to hire. Uh, so, uh, um, 
Yeah, I think average that. Joe doesn't even realize how early the box stores open and they open that early for a reason. These contractors have to go over there and get all the stuff they need so that they yep. can get to the job site. <clears throat> and then Absolutely. they can get to the happy hour, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon. But uh, I'll tell you, those people are there all day. Um, but I've found that, you know, the guy, the, the contractors that are there at at 10 in the morning are usually not the same caliber contractors that are there at six in the morning. I you mean, you want to find out who's the, actually working and who's actually getting stuff done. You're right. You got to go when it first opens, six o'clock in the morning, six thirty. They're showing up at 10. It's either because they're forgetting stuff and they had to go back, which I mean, that happens, you know, that happens to all of us. So I don't want to, I don't want to, or that's just when they get out of bed. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I don't mean to be rude, but, uh, I want the dude that gets out of bed at, at, at four or five and is at, at the store at six, getting their stuff today. Hey, to you gotta go. So. You gotta knock off a little three o'clock four o'clock no problem but dude you know i mean two o'clock even i would rather have that dude that goes home a little early and gets up a little earlier because you're right i mean it just but we're also again we're early morning people yeah. both of us so um you know not to well, say that you can't crush it if you're not waking up early but i just i relate to yeah it yeah again I, these are just generalities i'm sure that there's exceptions to every rule but you know again i've also walked through these stores off a lot at that time of day and i've walked through them a bit midday and uh even the way you know you watch what's in people's carts and what they're buying at six in the morning versus uh noon and it's you know at noon there's a lot of uh uh everything fits in a cart you know <laughs> it's a lot of flowers and whatever and it, you know it's more homeowners you know and uh anyway i'm rambling about that well but and talk he, to them too if you're over there at 6 30 in the morning these guys are you know these guys are go-getters and they're gonna they're gonna want they're probably very yakky type dudes it seems like they are to, yeah. every time i go over there at 6 30 in the morning you can't shut these guys up you know dude the checkout line can be awesome yeah. i mean you can legit get every contractor you need by staying in the checkout lane and being chatty you know buy them a freaking candy bar i mean <laughs> seriously i mean it's like uh whatever uh uh, and the parking lot, you know, I mean, I've actually, I've helped dudes load stuff before, you know, like they're out there like loading up two by fours. I'm like, Hey, can you handle that real quick? And you end up chatting with them for, you know, and then you got a phone number and uh, hell yeah. And we come over and, you know, next thing you know, we're cooking pork chops and planning our next project, you know, pork chops. Well, you know, I'm from Iowa. So we like our pork chops. How are you cooking your pork? Are you grilling it? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. The grill. <laughs> all right way off topic if you want to buy a short-term rental in one of the best vacation markets in america you're looking for the short-term shop they are the experts in the vacation rental space their team of realtors are fantastic if you use the short-term shop to buy your home you'll have access to free classes with me to teach you how to get your property up and running join us at the shorttermshop.com broker by exp so basically you did most of yeah, yourself. Yeah. you had you had uh uh your, your buddy's kid um helping and what like what's he doing are I'm you guys is, he, is yeah. he just like right hand man kind of thing or yeah he was mostly but uh you know he's helped me before on some stuff and uh he's actually pretty good at flooring so he's done a bunch of the flooring by himself and uh he's up there right now i'm he's hammering away above my head if you can hear it <laughs> uh but you know hang all the tongue groove and stuff he's been my right hand man you know 16 foot boards on the ceiling you got to have two people uh so uh uh he's been my right hand man and and you know it's awesome i, I that's another thing i love 
teaching, you know, especially I got a soft spot for the trades and kids and stuff like that. So it's like, anytime I can help a kid learn how to, you know, use a tape measure and put some nails in, that's awesome. So, uh, you're making that. it sound anyway, so easy. So what if I'm a, what if I'm like a school teacher and I don't live in the area and I wanted to do something like this? Uh, would you say that I can't accomplish that or what? I mean, because you're in there no. swinging hammers and you have experience and you're making it sound like it's a cakewalk. So if yeah. let's say I'm a regular yeah. person, what I, do I do? I'd say it's like anything else. It's a skill. And uh, a lot of times what people, I see people, I see a lot of people take for granted is like the project management and vision part of it is not necessarily a contractor. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to hire a contractor and they're going to take care of that part. A lot of contractors, even good ones, they aren't necessarily going to have the vision that you're looking for. So you either need to hire a somebody to, you know, if you can find somebody to project manage and, and has the vision, that's ideal. Um, and there are people here that do that. You know, there's companies here that do that. And you can find them on you know Facebook groups. You know, go on fa Facebook groups are so powerful anymore. It's, you know, it's not like being a local, but it's. It, it, it's a close second, you know, to use these Facebook. And that's what we do with our, but it is know, an art. Have... It's an art. I mean, here's a perfect example. I was looking for a foundation guy yesterday and there's like 16 people recommended this one dude. And I was like, Oh, this is the guy, you know? So I called him, didn't answer, called him the next day. Didn't answer his voicemail sounded like he was, you know, probably like up there, you know, like old, older, which is not a right. problem. But you know, if you're working on foundations and you're 90, eh, you know, you're probably not doing it as much anymore. And, um, and so there was one other recommendation on there and, and I called him answered right away. We had a wonderful conversation. I, I really got a great vibe from him. So, you know, I mean, even these Facebook groups are in art in that, you know, I mean, well, maybe it's I'll just, say, just say. a sm small thing is calling every single person that they recommend. Cause if you call the one guy that everybody recommends and he doesn't, you know, answer, we are going to quit. I went and I dug deeper and I called the other guy and we actually had a great conversation and I should have done that from the, from the get go. So social media, that's another thing is a lot of contractors are not social media people. And that's, that's a weird, we're in a very weird time with that because you and I have talked about this a little bit offline, but you know, you can, if you're an HVAC guy and you walk around doing uh, Instagram reels of putting in an air conditioner, it, to most other construction people, that's weird, but that's in these, where the towns that we're doing business in, to me, that's what you got to do. And, uh, I've actually been talking to this kid that's helped me, you know, he, he's not hardly on social media, you know, he's 19 years old and he's not on social media hardly at all. If you wanted to find him, you won't, you know? And, uh, and, uh, and I think that's, there's a lot of contractors like, and that's where that's tough. And it is an art being on, you know, doing this through Facebook groups, not saying you can't find them on Facebook because you can, I, I've done it plenty, you know, uh, you know, almost every town has a, you know uh severeville speaks type of thing or whatever you know and uh, you can go on or uh you know where's valley has his own facebook page the gulf shores has his own facebook page you can find people for sure um but then it's just a it's a you know i found the whole thing any kind of person you're hiring it's a spider web you know and you know back in the day it used to be your cleaner was the center of that and it's still for a lot of cases can be i mean cleaners know a lot of people you know if you have a good relationship with your cleaner Almost every cleaner knows at least the handyman and a hot tub guy, you know, and, and then from there, you know, the spider web starts and then you, you, you hire, anytime you hire somebody, I generally like to have a conversation with them just and try and pick their brain who else they know, you know, cause usually you got something else going on. Hey, do you know, a, do you know, a guy that does 
you know, finish work or, you know, or whatever, you know, and, uh, and yeah, it's just a spider web and then save them, you know, you have to, that's the other thing is a lot of people don't save phone numbers, you know, uh, I know you're, you're really good at that. But. I have to, I have no, I have no short-term memory. It's crazy. It's brutal. Um, but, uh, I, I, I make it work. You know, I have systems in place to, to, uh, account for that. And I, I'm, I'm very active. I have Trello. Um, so, uh, which is monday.com. If you've heard of that, Asana, they're all the same. Um, but I, I like Trello and I, I literally, I'm, I have it up on my screen all the time because I can't remember anything. And I write every little tiny thing down. I have Trello boards for different houses, different apartment buildings, different towns. If, 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 if a stranger were to look at my Trello or my monday.com, whatever you want to call it, I used to, you know, like I said, it would be like, what is he, what is this? Like, we wouldn't even know what you're looking at. But for me, it makes absolute perfect sense because, again, I have no short-term memory. I mean, it's not like a thing, but uh, it's really bad short-term memory, probably too much partying in my 20s, I guess, uh, and maybe 30s. Uh, but uh, I feel if, like I could decipher it. I, well, you I kind of want to shot. It's a spider web. <laughs> That's what made me think of it. If you see my Trello, it literally looks like a freaking spider web of like names and phone numbers and dates and places. Um, and it it just keeps me... Because I know, here, here's, here's, here's why I make it work for me. Again, this isn't a memory podcast, but when something passes through my brain, I, I, I have something that's triggered that says, you have to remember this. This, needs to, this will come up again. Okay, so that's when I go to Trello and I, I put it on there. It's like a big filing cabinet, basically, but it's, digi it's like digital post-it notes. And if I don't do that, it's gone forever. I will spend 20 minutes trying to find that phone number and probably not find it, you know, because I can't remember even who it was or where it came from or what it, who I'm even calling. It's ridiculous. Now, my wife, on the other hand, remembers what color her shoes were when, she, you know, in, uh, on a Tuesday in 2003. You know, it's crazy. But, uh, but anyway. I use Microsoft Planner, which is very similar to Trello. Um, same kind of, same kind of structure. And, uh, and, and I actually just use notes a lot, you know, Apple notes. Uh, um, but back to, you know, you said, what about a school teacher? Oh, a school teacher. Wants yeah, to yeah. Something. I, 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 and we kind of touched on it. It's an art, but it's also a skill set. I think it's just a skill set that anybody can get, you know, if you want to get good at anything, I, the way I do it is by doing it, you know, and, and I'd say start small, you know, don't start on a, a six bedroom that you're going to gut down to the walls, start on like remodel a room, you know, I mean, do a, and, and I'm a big end in mind guy. You asked me how I do this. And I'd said graph paper and whatever. I, I like to know what the finished product's going to look like before I start. And it, parts of that are stay in my head. You know, I'm not, I'm not a good enough drawer. I don't know if that's the right word to, to put it all on paper, artist. but I, I'm a good, yeah, artist. There we go. Uh, I'm not, I'm not talented like that to put it all that like hardcore on paper, but I, I do do it, draw things to scale on graph paper. And, uh, and once I do that, I can pretty much see the end product in my head. And as long as I can see it for the most part, uh, then I've got the end in mind. And once I have the end in mind, then, you know, it goes to starting to do, and I take that graph paper and I kind of do it in layers. <laughs> this is old school as it gets. This is pre CAD, but I, I take it and I, I have my floor plan and then I trace my floor plan and I do an electrical one where I like kind of lay out where my switches are all going to go for my wire runs. And I do the same thing for the plumbing and I blah, blah, blah. And it, down to where the beds and stuff go. And uh, the beds are actually, I put the beds 
in the the first one you know the when i do a floor plan it's got it's got beds and the islands and a couch and all, all the basic stuff in it but anyway end in mind you know i think again if you're gonna start on this start by I, my recommendation start doing a room you know and then once you and can because the, then you can learn all the basics you gotta learn a vision you gotta learn some project management you gotta learn how to hire contractors and uh and then you gotta manage it you know a lot of people again they think when you hire a contractor, then then that's just like start to finish. And it's not. It's, you know, you have to articulate the vision to the contractor. And, and a good contractor can help with that. I'm not saying no contractors have any vision. But, you know, if, we, if you want to look like what you want to look like, then you got to articulate that in a good enough way. And then, and then a, a contractor is also going to tell you no sometimes. Like, you can't do that because of this. I mean, it could be a load-bearing wall. It could be you got to... You got a four inch uh, uh, waste pipe running through the wall, you know, or something right here. So you can't move that around or you're going to have to do a massive plumbing project and do that, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's just a little back and forth. So anyway, just like anything else, it's a skill you can build and practice at it. So just like playing the drums. But how do I, well, please, how do I, again, I'm a school teacher. I don't have time for all this. You know, like, is this a pipe dream for somebody that has a full-time job and is, is out of town or can it be done? It can be done again. The we all have the same twenty four hours, so uh, you know it, it, it. It's not easy. I mean, it you you have to make the time, and it goes back to you know you can do a lot between four a.m. and eight a.m. and uh, uh, whether you're whatever you're doing, you know, uh, it may take you longer as a school teacher. It may take a little bit of practice. It may take a a couple shots and some, a little bit of failure, but again, that's in my opinion, the best way to learn, you know, I mean, if you, if you keep pushing forward through all that, you can become great at anything. Yeah. I was so. going to say back to the microwave, not opening. Yeah. At a certain point, you just got to get in there and get the stuff going. And then, Oh, Oh, whoops. You know, cause something like that scenario. I mean, you just put, all you got to do is go get another microwave that opens the other way. You know, yep. uh, or whatever it is. Then you're stuck selling a market. Then you're stuck, stuck selling a microwave on marketplace or something. You know, <laughs> and that happens. You know, uh, trying to think what I bought wrong recently, but I'm sure there was something. <laughs> Did you buy the house knowing that you were going to turn this uh, garage into a? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, we. It's funny. My wife and I didn't. She wanted to do it kind of from the get go, and. uh I was against it. I don't, I don't even really know why now <laughs> uh, we, we bought the house knowing this garage was an opportunity for sure. Like hundred percent, but we didn't know what, like we didn't have a plan at that point. We just knew like that's some kind of value add down the road. And uh, we bought it and focused on getting it renting. And then, uh, and then I don't know, there was a point probably a year, year and a half ago. It feels like she wanted to, she wanted to move in here and I didn't want to, I don't, I don't really know why <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, uh, and she's going to hear this at some point and get mad at me. But, uh, <laughs> at some point, at some point this year, I was like, Hey, let's, uh, what do you think about, what do you think about, uh, redoing that garage and moving into it? <laughs> like it was my idea. And she's like, I said that a year and a half ago. And, uh, uh, so anyway, she went to early on. I, I, I did. I think I just, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't want to. I think it had something to do with like being next to our guest. That was weird me out. And now it's not. And I don't know whatever you know how i changed my mind <laughs> uh but uh so anyway long story we did not have a plan from the get-go other than that we saw it as as value-added opportunity if and, i wanted uh, to rent this thing yeah. how big is it what could i get for it a year i mean you can increase your gross income on this property by probably yeah, 30, I, think, 
I think 40 pretty conservatively on this. Uh, you know, if we run it out, we could do 40 grand because it's going to be nice. I mean, we're doing it. I mean, it's a caliber, you know, we're going to live in it. So it's going to, I mean, it's going to be as nice as some of the nicest stuff up here. You know, it's going to be all nice granite. Yeah. Cause so, nice so then suit. how long, just knowing you a little bit, dear, uh, how long are you going to live in that thing knowing that you're sitting on 40 grand a year? You know, that's tough. It is tough, but, you know, it's not cheap living here either. You know, I mean, I spend, Whatever, yeah, you know, it's not cheap to live here. So I don't know. Oh, I, you'd you have know, to live again, somewhere. You gotta live somewhere, right? Yeah, you gotta live somewhere. And uh, I, my wife and I—you've met both. You know us both. I mean, it's—we're it, not normal, I'd say, <laughs> but we don't. I don't know. Who knows? I have no. I don't know how to answer that other than I don't know. Um, we don't care. Um, you know, two years come along, we could buy a fix and flip, you know, or a flip, live and flip, live and live and fix. I don't know what you call it. Live and rehab. <laughs> uh, that could happen tomorrow. You know, I mean, I could come, if I come across the right property tomorrow, this place is getting rented tomorrow. And we're is, this live common? Back, you know? is this common? If I want to buy a house in the Smokies and put an additional uh, rental on the property, can I do that? I, I know the answer to that, but I'm asking you. You know, yes and no. There's a lot of, you do see houses from time to time that have garages attached and detached. I think it's a more common to have an attached house, a garage with an attached garage, house with an attached garage that you could turn into like a game room, not necessarily an additional or bedroom or something like that, you know, because as a rental up here, for the most part, you don't need garages. I mean, I've seen some higher end ones that actually have garages they rent, but that's getting, that's not really the norm here. Um, so a garage is just kind of wasted space as a rental. So I do see from time to time, like primary residences that have been converted or, and they have a garage is just sitting there empty. And to me, that square footage is just screaming for something, you know? Um, I think more often adding a bedroom or adding a game room is very common, you know, detached garages, it, it can get sticky depending on where you're sitting at septic wise. Luckily, excuse me, this one was set up they had already planned that and it had some additional septic work done to it to plan for the garage. Um, you know, so you, you that's the big thing, you know, a lot Did of they people expand the septic well, system. Did they make it bigger or they just add it on, you know, put a pipe to it. They, they expanded on this one. Um, more field so line. This one's got, yeah, more field line. So it's got a big tank, the normal thousand gallon tank, and it's got a, additional field line. And, uh, that's even even that's not a given you know you have to you have to do some you know if you're going to buy a place planning on doing this there's some due diligence you need yeah. to do i mean yeah. a septic is the biggest i'd say uh because up here you can't you're not just guaranteed you can build the biggest septic you want you know i mean there's you have to have enough dirt to do it and you have to have the right dirt and you have to have a, a space of reserve and everything else to do it to do it properly yeah and a thousand uh, is big luck- that's it that's it that, that, that thing's got two lids on it i learned that recently if it's if it's yeah. a thousand feet or bigger it's gonna have two lids <laughs> yeah thousand gallon thousand a gallon, gallon yeah, and uh yeah. yep yep mine has two lids and it's right between the house and the garage and uh, again the guy that i bought this from had this they lived here. This was their like primary residence and they built this garage as like, I don't know what they were going to do with it, to be honest. But, uh, uh, and then they built a house like three doors down, like a massive, there's a massive house, three doors down that's theirs. So they kind of ditched this project and then they rented just the cabin and this garage. I mean, this garage is 20 years old. It's been sitting empty for that, for that long. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Again, this place sat on the market forever and it was ugly, you know? And, uh, and the pictures were horrible and it was ugly and uh um i don't know we finally uh we passed on it a couple times honestly we saw it and we're just kind of like eh and then uh 
finally sent Julie over here to do a video and we're like, uh, why have we been passing on this? <laughs> so I've been through that many times where you, you, you know, I, my very first cabin, my very first cabin that I purchased, I was under contract on probably seven before that happened. I passed it over a hundred times and it was the same thing. Ugly, nasty pictures, only like three pictures, somebody living in it at the time, which was rare. Uh, it was still rare. Um, and, uh, and, and it is honestly still, I mean, again, it's the longest running Airbnb in the Smokies and it's changed my life for, for the better. And, uh, and it was the exact same thing. I didn't, you know, it was like, took me six or eight, uh, times looking through it to even get my attention, you know? So, uh, it's, it's funny though. The ones that are supposed to be in your life, they just, it just happens. It happens. It is falling uh, and if you're we trying actually, to force our, it, you know, a lot of times you just got to let it go. It's kind of like dating. <laughs> yeah. Our first cabin, I mean, it's a cool piece of, for me, it's a cool piece of short-term shop history. Uh, it's uh, the first cabin Avery sold as an agent to a non-family member or friend. It wasn't uh, to me. Know, like yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. Like a normal client. Right, you know, it's the first one she sold as a normal client. I was actually the second person within the short-term shop to own it. And yeah. uh, I think we'll keep it up forever. We love that cat. And that's our next big rehab where we've been slowly kind of tweaking away at that one, but it's going to get, it's getting a, a bunch of love here coming up. The lady that bought that was a, uh, a guest in one of my cabins. And she bought that cabin with Avery's very first transaction ever. And we were like, Oh, this is so cool. We can tell our guests that we sell these things and they're going to buy them. And that never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> thousands and but thousands that's what started of houses sold never from to a guest <laughs> that started it all yep yep well anyway uh great to see you as always uh uh have you i'm gonna jump back one more time before yeah, we, yeah. we before we cut this off i i we keep talking about somebody doing this i i want to like help that so another thing you know how to start like being a beginner trying to do this is hiring the right general contractor. We we talked about contractors, but there's all different kinds. A general contractor, I keep talking about somebody that can project manage and vision. That is a general contractor. And uh, the vision part, some are better than others, but um, that's another great way to start is getting a good, and you're not gonna, it's gonna cost you a little more and whatever, but it's worth it to get your feet wet and, uh, and go through the process, you know? And you gotta learn the process because it can, it can, you know, you're talking about microwaves that open the wrong way. That can, that can be like a snowball effect that is horrible and it can turn a lot of people off. There is a lot of planning that goes into making something like this a seamless process, you know, th to make all the doors open the right way, the switches in the right spot, all the stuff, you know, it's, it's a big process and, and a good general contractor can help a lot with that. And they do exist here. You know, they're, you know, hit up the Facebook groups and ask, uh, cause there's definitely people doing projects like this up here. There's plenty of, plenty of our clients that have done add on game rooms and converted garages and stuff like that. So, uh, um, just ask, you know, and don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to say you're a beginner and that you want to learn, you know, because people, People are a lot more receptive to people asking questions than somebody that acting acting apart they're not, you know. Um, so I love anyway, it. I, I love it. That. You got any uh books you've read lately that you enjoyed? Gosh. Or podcast that every books time. Books or podcast recently. Ah uh, man, you put me on the spot. I forgot to be prepared. That's I okay. don't I'm gonna say no. I got a couple. Um <laughs> uh, let me see. What yeah, do I got here? Me. I have been you listening. sent me one that you haven't read it yet. Uh the uh, the what the mountain one yes that it? was great i'm gonna save that one but i'm reading one right now called the molecule of more 
and it is absolutely wonderful. I've I've only I've, I'm only about four or five chapters in, uh, but it uh, I'm not going to give it away. It's great. I highly recommend it. Highly okay. recommend it. My wife and I are on a journey of reading the uh, the Bible cover to cover this year. And uh, that is eating up a lot of my normal reading time. And I'm not complaining. I'm saying that's a bad thing. But uh, my normal, a lot of my normal book reading has uh, gone to the wayside. While can we're that be that. done in a year? Yeah, yeah, it can. It can. Uh, yep. It's uh, we're following a reading plan that's a little bit every day, but it, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot to process. <laughs> it's a lot of reading. Bravo. Uh, but we're on a doing that this year. So anytime you ask me that this year, odds are, you know, I'm I'm. Any other reading I'm doing is intertwined with that. So Okay, that's wonderful. Uh, that's wonderful. I'm going to leave everybody with a quote from Ryan Holiday. Speaking of books, uh, this moment is not my life. It is a moment in my life. I heard that the other day, and I just fell in love with it. Um, so uh, with that, I love you. Thank you, Tim. Uh, thanks for Absolutely. hanging with us here, short-term, short-term rental management. And uh, don't overthink it.